0: I mean, it's a huge difference. Um, the captain's chair is very much hands-on. You know, you have immediate authority to make the call right then and there on the bridge. And as Admiral, you don't you don't have that hands-on authority really. I mean, you have a authority in the greater scheme but in the immediate hey i need to make a decision that's not up to you it's very much up to the captain of that ship so, so
1: you didn't like having that demotion
0: i mean it was it was it was a type of demotion in the sense that i wasn't doing what i wanted to do anymore um but i i i, I hated being admiral it feels good to be a captain again.
1: Yeah, well, that's—I guess—that's what I mean by demotion of immediate responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll—I'll I'll check out the game. Why not? It's—it's
0: it's got a city in the clouds now. I mean, it, Star Citizen, and I know I have another podcast where I talk only about Star Citizen. I really try hard not to talk about Star Citizen on the it Great just Old means Podcast. So much to you—it's your but religion. It really is, man, and the quality every time i think they can't outdo themselves every time i think they can't outdo themselves they out can do themselves and it's like how do you guys keep doing this are you going into the future and and getting the best ideas from that time and bringing them back here and Eh, reverse engineering them speaking
1: we're talking we're talking expansive universes right now which of course immediately throws me into simulation theory now I'm thinking like, damn, these fucking coders are making these impossible universes. And I'm just like, and we're clearly being watched
0: right now by some coders that are expanding our fucking game. Well, is that not a plausible explanation for the unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena that people say that they see coming out of the oceans and coming out of defying the laws of physics? What if it was some sort of a probe inside the simulation that didn't have to, ad- didn't have to adhere to the codes logic or the codes rules like
1: oh it's absolutely a explanation i mean yeah. we don't it's not like we have any no thing remotely close to evidence so uh, i would sooner believe it's aliens um but more than it's the coders i'd sooner believe it's aliens <laughs> than coders because one we're talking about the theory of existence and the other we're talking about if there's life out there and one of those is much easier to believe than the
0: other. Oh, I don't I, see. I'm going to push back a little bit. I actually think it's easier to believe that there is a simulation in which there are coders and we are a product of that than that there are other beings out it, there. It could be, I mean, this is a, a highly implausible thing, but it could be that there is no real other communicative technological life out there in the universe. We could be the only one, or we could be the first.
1: Yeah, that that absolutely could be the case. I mean, we could be the only um, more than s- single cell organisms alive in the universe. And it's either because the other intelligent life went extinct or we're just the first and then of, of, of millions and millions to come. Um, that obviously can be the case. I would just say based on how vast the universe is, it's very statistically unlikely.
0: I do agree with that. I don't think that the numbers agree with me as far as probability and how plausible it is for another kind of bipedal, you know, oxygen-breathing atmosphere living on the surface of a rock, hurling through space around the Goldilocks zone of a star. I don't think that that's out of the realm of you know. Prob- I think that's probably more common than we can detect out there in the universe. But I also think that given enough time, one of those species out there will develop a simulation type environment in which it can create life inside of it that doesn't know it's a simulation.
1: Yeah, almost like what we're dealing with with Star Citizen, bringing that all back around, I see what you mean, but-
0: Right, and and so you start thinking like, okay, does this NPC know he's an NPC? He's standing on a chair, but does he know that's not normal?
1: Well, I would hope so since I'm assuming we're all NPCs and we're all aware of our existence. Are we though? Oh yeah. I think I I know.
0: I think saying we're all the heroes of our own story is just pure human arrogance. I agree with you on that, but here's why I'm not sure that we're aware of our existence because I don't know if to be truly aware of your existence that we have the senses required to have that sort of awareness right like oh, i just in, meant
1: like if we're on a rail it's a very 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 vast rail we're not like a one action character
0: no i agree with you on that yeah i agree with you on that uh but it it is interesting to when you start getting into the pondering your own existence and is this the base of reality like are we on the ground floor of reality even if this was a simulation right is that the ground floor? Or is that person a product of a simulation or the product of some sort of artificial substrate where the actual universe or the actual reality they have no access to?
1: Are we the first simulation or are we one of or or are we just like one of an infinite amount in both directions?
0: Yeah. There are many games and 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 and, and kind of mini simulations inside the greater simulation of Star Citizen. There's a simulation e- economy. Right there's a and so you start running these mini simulations or these uh, micro simulations within the greater macro simulation and you have probably a nested simulation universe where you probably have something even by extension a nested simulated multiverse.
1: Well, that just makes me sad because I that would mean that no matter what we're a simulation, it means no matter what we're limited. Even at our absolute, like, even if you became a god of the simulation, you're still nothing compared to the person that that is on the other side of the simulation. And then if they're just a simulation, holy shit, when you get all the way back to the original, you are just as insignificant as you are now as a human in this universe. Actually, less so.
0: Uh, yeah, you could look at it like that. Uh, and then there's also this w- really weird kind of uh, side effect of, like, you have... Uh, theistic properties in which you can have realities where there are hells and heavens because it's been coded that way
1: yeah that sucks
0: you know like there's there's that you know if you look at coding of grand theft auto and the the way that the uh the, NPCs Wake up act. the purge <laughs> right like or something like that but you 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 look at something like GTA Five, and if you bump into somebody, they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" If you punch somebody,' they're like, "Ah, you know, and and they fall on the ground and you know you stomp them out or whatever. That person, that entity, is he aware? Or is she aware that they're in a simulation? And that's where you start to get lost in a game like Star Citizen because you start to be not so concerned that you're a part of that simulation.
1: Well, we are going to eventually create a game that is just an entirely another reality of existence. And that's what it's all going to feel like. Ah, shit, someone did this to us, didn't they?
0: Yep. That's when we have that aha moment like, oh, that's what the meaning of life is. Create another simulation universe where someone has to question what the meaning of life is. And then you have to live
1: out the rest of your existence as a god of another simulation while simultaneously accepting that you have a god that created your simulation who has a god and it just becomes uncomfortable, really claustrophobic because there's no escaping that existence. Like I never thought that I could feel claustrophobic in the universe.
0: Ooh, and there's a lot of space. Well, you know what's interesting about about that statement is that sometimes I do get this kind of, I'm not gonna call it a panic attack, but there's like anxiety when you think about where you are in the universe at this moment, right? Like, yeah, yes. you're in your city, okay, but expand out. You're in a country, which where by neighboring countries is probably maybe some turmoil going on or something like, okay, expand out. You're part of a planet which a lot, with a lot of like geo activity and, and planetary activity where nature's trying to kill you all the time, okay, expand out. Now you're on this rock and you're just hurling around a star that's also flying through space. Okay, expand that out, nothingness. Okay, expand that out. Maybe you get the nearest body of the same type of rock, but there's no life on it. And then you expand out, eventually you run into a black hole and then you expand out even more, you get into these great voids of space and time. And so if you really start thinking about where your place is in the universe, if you don't have a particular you know, theistic, Belief about your place in the universe. If you just take the 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 quote unquote naturalistic, secular, materialistic perspective, then you are essentially, you know, uh, an organism on a speck of dust hurtling through infinity. And there, you know, to find meaning in that is really going to be difficult. If if really that insignificance smacks you in the faces, you know, being insignificant.
1: So I'm reading Stillness is Key by Ryan Holiday right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's one of those like stoic uh, influencers online. He, write, he writes his books on stoicism. He's well-versed in philosophy. And one of the things he talks about is the importance of being present in the moment to sort of reduce the anxiety that you're speaking about. Um, I hear that a lot. Yeah, and how, how it did blend both Eastern and Western philosophy together because in when you're truly present in the moment, that's when true inspiration comes. That's when the true breakthroughs come. And it's funny. He didn't say this, but one of the things that, one of the more profound things I've seen online uh, it may have actually just been a pew article. Now that I think about it was we're too afraid to be bored. Now we are just constantly strapped into attention. So we are almost killing our creativity by not giving our subconscious any opportunity to breathe with the exception of
0: sleep. Interesting. I wonder if that's why whenever I'm listening to things, I'm only looking for things that allow me to try to study it so I can get better at my craft because I I'm, I am don't wanna just be bored and not be doing, like growing at what I love to do. And The other side of that is like, yeah, I fall victim to that too. I don't want to be bored. So I'll pull out my phone and, you know, try to find something to read. But my criteria as to what doesn't bore me is intellectual stimulation, not just mindless entertainment. So I wonder how that differs based on each person's, you know, interests.
1: Well, what's, um, what's the point of music? I mean, I would argue the point of music is the music. Uh, So if you're using music to either get into a specific mood, now it can bring you to a mood, but if you're using it as medicine to get into a specific mood, or if you're using it as background noise to make other activities more pleasant, those are activities you can enjoy with music, but it's not the point of music.
0: Mm. Is the point of music to entertain?
1: I would argue the point of music is just music
0: hmm see i got into music for some reason and and they say there's a weird they say there's a weird uh scientific explanation for this but like you ever listen to a song and get goosebumps and you hear the song i don't know how common that is but apparently it's not so common uh to where it, it's it's something defining as uh Exceptional to the person who that happens to in a certain way. I'm not sure if that makes you some sort of a weirdo or not, but everything makes us weirdos. Yeah. When I was younger, there were certain songs I would hear that would give me goosebumps, that would give me this feeling of like euphoria. Or yeah, I I came later to learn that that was like a dopamine shot that my brain was giving me based on certain things that I was just, you know, that I was interested in, that I liked or, or whatnot, and. I wonder if music is something that everyone has that version of for. They'll listen to a certain type of music and it gives them that feeling. And because it's an auditory version of that, it's probably, I mean, look, we all hear, like, we all see differently. My red is not your red. And my, you know, the way I hear things is not going to be the way you hear things. But I I will say that we both, most people can agree on what, you know, what makes Beethoven great or Mozart or, you know.
1: I don't know if, I mean, I think people would agree they're great. I don't know if we would agree on why. Well, because some people might call them great for different reasons. I mean, I'm sure it all goes back to their music, but I'm talking more specifically. It could be. They're playing, they're, comp- they're composing. I, I I don't know, just like, like the actual creation of the songs, the performance of the songs, the uh, longevity of the songs, the standard, the songs have been used to to hold others to music. I can I, I think of different reasons to consider them great. I just think the, the constant is that they're great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if, if I got into music because I wanted to entertain so much as I wanted to chase that feeling that I was getting from that music that I was hearing. So if if I was getting that feeling, that goosebump type feeling, I just wanted to recreate that myself. I, I figured, you know, why go to someone else for the drug when I can create the drug myself?
1: Yeah, you were a Walter White
0: with a microphone. <laughs> you were Something. a Walter Mike. Walter Mike. <laughs> I still don't get those references because I've never seen Breaking Bad, but enough people tell me about Breaking Bad to where I basically you know most, it exists yes. and you know he made meth yeah that's all and, you needed to understand yeah, i know understand he became that. a drug lord i know he like <laughs> yeah. smacked around a couple cartels and outsmarted them and fucking you know so yeah that's which is just so fucking american actually what, outsmarting but, cartels
1: yeah and and just you know being your own businessman and growing a a, a little rv into an empire um <laughs> you know what else is american what baseball
0: yeah you know who the best player in baseball is right now? Right
1: now? No, I'm going to say Vlad Jr. just because he's playing in Buffalo at the moment.
0: You know, Vlad Jr. is really good. He is the son of a great angel. However, does he also throw a 103 mile an hour slider? He might. I'd never ask him to. Yeah, he does not. You know who does? Vlad Sr. No, <laughs> Shohei Otani. And I'm just going to say it right now he might be the best baseball player i've ever seen
1: i mean that with does my, sound pretty unhittable
0: with my own two eyes i've seen a lot of baseball i've been watching baseball since basically the late 80s and so you know
1: there's no crying in baseball
0: uh i mean only if tom, yeah, tom hank I... says it <laughs> then yeah but anyone else you can cry in baseball fantastic Um, i got scared when he started talking i was like oh shit he's gonna take it seriously oh no no that's a league of their own um (laughs) i mean i I grew up watching that movie that's one of the best baseball movies ever it really is one of the best baseball movies ever it is and it it tells a story in a time where i feel like especially that story doesn't get told much you know what happens when most of the country's men are off at war and you have these kind of situations where there are fill-ins for pastimes of the country, where the tension now focuses on not necessarily what it would have been focused on, but now, uh, you know, this kind of uh, this vacuum-filling form of entertainment that they see, and it, was, it ended up being the women's softball, it, which ended up becoming as popular as baseball at one point, which is. Incredible, which is probably why softball has the staying power it has now.
1: Oh, wait, weren't Uh, they just playing baseball?
0: Were they? Oh, yeah, I think they were
1: just playing full on baseball. They're just playing
0: full on baseball? Damn, I gotta watch that movie again. I might be missed because I haven't seen that movie in like 15 years or something. I'm gonna rewatch that.
1: I just think that movie was a beautiful uh, ode to capitalism. Oh, yeah. It just shows that if you're smart enough and adaptable enough, you can make money even in the most dire of circumstances. I mean, shit. and if I you mean, know your market,
0: yeah. And there's not—I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm very there's frangy. nothing wrong. With I'm it. very Ferengi about that. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna rewatch the League of Their Own because I feel like I'm misremembering that now. I thought it was a movie about softball. There's no crying in baseball. Well, yeah, but I thought that was because he was a baseball coach coaching man i don't remember so okay i'm gonna say the best baseball movie i ever saw was the sandlot but also i haven't seen that in years as well so i could be remiss misremembering the sandlot at this point but
1: yeah they played softball in the sandlot
0: no they didn't <laughs> <laughs> but i do know that uh uh mufasa was in the sandlot
1: of course han zimmer did the music for a league of their own i was just, i just looked it up because i wanted to see if they were playing um Baseball or softball. Yeah. All American Girls Baseball League. Okay. Um. But of course Hans Zimmer just he he's everywhere.
0: Well, he's been scoring. He's he yeah. scores
1: more than Gretzky, man. Wow.
0: That's a lot of scoring. Speaking That's of so which much scoring. The Lightning just won another cup.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean fuck. I don't know how I feel about it.
0: Me neither. I mean, I was kind of hoping that, you know, the Canadians would make it a, a series, you know, just because they were down 3-0 and you can come. I've seen a 3-0 come back in hockey and it's just like, okay, you can get hot and a goalie could get hot. and yeah, It wasn't even their goalie. I mean, Price let in one goal. One goal. They, and it was a crazy like yeah. <laughs> crease, you know, deflection type goal. Just And then all the near misses, they had one odd, they had one, uh breakout rush where they literally had if it was a pass on the tape they score that it goes the overtime bro yeah but i mean you know the lightning were a better team they they you know i mean
1: oh, i mean they're the best team in hockey it's just there's just no way around it they, they're, yeah. they, they're they're repeat champs yeah
0: and that's hard to do in in uh in hockey oh, that's the most grueling playoffs it really is it really is um but you know, between hockey and baseball, I'm pretty sure people are wondering why the elephant in the room is. Why are you not talking about the Clippers? Because the Clippers are sitting at home right now, and the Suns are about to win an NBA championship. And in I four, feel- if their fans get in another fight. Oh my goodness! They beat up our fans. They beat up the the Jazz Nuggets. Fans, the Nuggets fans, and they beat yeah. up the Laker fans. So Suns
1: just know how to fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, Just got that fight. But here's the thing. Does Chris Paul come back if they win it?
1: Um, I was actually listening to ESPN Radio the other day, and they were talking about this very thing, because they said it, if he wins right now, he's close to his, his retirement, and it's all about quality of life, and he's at that age where he might not want to go to a big city anymore. He might like just the uh,
0: the comfort of Arizona. Um, Phoenix is awesome. I tell people this all the time. Yeah. Phoenix is legitimately Awesome. Now I'm not saying that it doesn't have its, you know, shitty parts and you know there's this parts of Phoenix that you hell I wouldn't go, but for the most part Phoenix is dope. And if Chris Paul actually like took some time while he was here to live here, not just oh I live in LA and I play in Phoenix or I live in, you know, uh does he still have a house in New Orleans? Oh, I doubt it. He's not connected to that community like that?
1: It's not not at all. Oh. Uh, not, not to my I mean, yeah, I can't think of anyone who's still connected to the community once they left, with the exception of maybe Drew Holiday. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I figure, you know, what other place other than Phoenix, I mean, are you going to go that is going to be as good in my opinion, than Phoenix, Arizona, it's not quite. It's a big city, but it's not L.A., New York, D.C., Chicago, Miami. It's not it's that. It's not big. fucking crazy. Yeah, it's not Philly. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's it's very livable weather. Yeah, it, it's not even really Portland or Seattle.
1: Well, they're fucking crazy, and their weather sucks.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the only comparable city, in my opinion, you can compare Phoenix to is Vegas.
1: Yeah, which I was going to say, I think that like the big secret that Arizona and Nevada are good places to live has gotten out. because There seems to be a rush on people moving there.
0: Oh, it has. It has. I mean, people know now. They know, you know, taxes are friendly. Gun laws are friendly.
1: Weed you laws. A,
0: you can get a big house and not pay huge property tax. Yeah. Phoenix is Arizona is just and I just hope that the people moving here don't try to change that because it's it, he said they're gonna
1: well that's just how it always is i mean there was a time the wet like california gold rush and everyone is moving out there for opportunity i don't think too many people are moving out to get and i don't want to like obviously people move out daily to california for opportunity but let's be real it's there's a completely different opportunity going out searching for land and going out to break into an oversaturated market like acting and music
0: yeah and with the internet now that's changed why people you know you used to have to go out and audition now you can send in you know what is it like uh audition reels and
1: only vance i mean
0: (laughs) well yeah you can also do that dear
1: mr producer
0: (laughs) but you can you can essentially do a lot of that through the internet now i know that a lot of those people still travel out to la and and but there's film industries in other places too i think you know, New Mexico has one. I think Toronto has one.
1: Atlanta and New Orleans both have big yeah. film industries. Atlanta obviously has Netflix. I didn't know that. Yeah, they do most of their film, and then New Orleans. There was a time that New Orleans War- they, they had to shut it down because people kept taking advantage of the credits, like with just very clear scams. But uh, there was a time that New Orleans was thought to be the uh, the Hollywood South uh, after Katrina, when all the tax credits. Uh, were given to tr- bring business back to louisiana and uh everything got made here we still have a decent um film industry but not nearly as big as it once was and i'm talking back when like csi new orleans first started
0: oh okay is that where it started
1: n- n- not csi but csi new orleans um, so i'm saying like that's when you could tell that people were coming here for everything
0: mm. i see
1: um, no CSI wasn't CSI was it CSI New York or CSI LA? That was the first one. It was one of those cities.
0: You know what's crazy is I never really watched those CSI or Law and Order shows. I mean Law and Order when it was just on and you just caught it on accident, you're like, oh yeah, this is Law and Order because you heard that sound dun dun. But you never really watched it. Like I never really watched it. My brother did. He was really into it. Yeah. I know everyone wanted to be like a, a a guest villain or not villain, but guest victim or yeah, something. Dead body. Yeah, like a guest dead body or a guest criminal on those shows. But the problem is, is if you're on SVU, you you got to be real careful with what they stick you with. Small is gonna run with that.
1: Oh yeah, you're you're gonna be a, 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 an SA offender. Like yes, <laughs> yes. In in that no, I I wanted to be a. a CSI New Orleans just is is done. I think they have they just wrapped up or they're just releasing their final season, so I'm not going to be able to do it, but I, I wanted to be a victim on CSI New Orleans.
0: Well, so you were in that one movie. We Marshall. Never t- we never talked about it. I think we we barely talked about it at the end. We said we were going to talk about it.
1: Yeah, th- the Thurgood Marshall movie uh, starring Chadwick Boseman, Josh Gad, uh, Kate Hudson, and I'm totally... Uh, Sterling Brown. You're totally an extra. And James Cromwell was, uh, was the, uh, the judge and totally blanking on the blonde guy's name, but he was in Downton Abbey.
0: So do you have a IMDb page? Did we talk about uh,
1: that?
0: So I did as a
1: joke, just to add that I was an extra in the Thurgood Marshall movie, mm. but there's another person with the exact same name as me who actually is trying to make it and has a shit ton of acting. Uh, extra creds so they just they just gave him my my thurgood marshall role and my page went away (laughs) oh so 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 some other person with the exact same name as me now has credit for my thurgood marshall role that's crap yeah i know i put in so many actually can i say too for people out there that are just want to add this to their bucket list but are, are, are nervous about maybe missing pay or shit uh they pay extras if it's if it's a studio feature pretty well I mean like I think I think I was 12 something bucks an hour and I got overtime after eight hours uh, um and I was working like 12 to 3 a.m so 13 or not 13 so uh that'd be 12 plus three so 15 hour days Mm -hmm. um that's it it, it really added up after two weeks and then occasionally you would get. tagged just randomly for sag benefits and on those days you got overtime sooner and you got paid more as a base.
0: So let me ask you the how do you actually get in if you want to get into the film industry, right? I want to be an extra on Star Trek. How would I do that? What would be the steps that I would take? Do I uh, take an agent? Do I gotta take some headshots? Oh
1: you definitely don't you're gonna need I mean I for do me to couch so...
0: scene or what?
1: if you're picky about what you want to be an extra in there's the 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 step of actually going to the city that they're filming this literally fell on my lap they they said filming their good marshall movie in buffalo new york uh looking for extras submit your headshots to this email address and they posted it in the newspaper like prominently featured on one of the first pages in the newspaper in the buffalo news so that was very easy for me now it's usually just like (laughs) When they need extras, they, they post ads on social media directly from the movie. So I saw Will Smith is shooting a movie down here in New Orleans now and Reese Witherspoon is too. And they're looking for extras and they'll, they'll just say, we're looking for extras to play these roles. These are the demographics that you need to fit. Um, like for example, with Thurgood Marshall, since we were dealing with racism in America, they obviously were looking for, uh, white people to play the racists. It would have been very awkward if they had an Uncle Ruckus show up to kick Thurgood Marshall out of the courthouse. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, but so you'll you'll and then you submit your headshots to to um to where it is on the call sheet. So it's pretty easy to be an extra in something legitimate if you don't care what you're in, as long as you're in a city where filming takes place. Um, if you want to do star trek specifically i don't know where they shoot that but vancouver would not so- i think okay so th- that also checks out too because i know in canada vancouver and um what else was there toronto has a lot of filming there too but um you're gonna have to go to where they're filming if you want if you want to do it. they're not going to send a camera crew or have you just film yourself in your room even if it does look like a spaceship <laughs>
0: yeah actually i take that back star trek uh, the the jj abrams movies were filmed in vancouver but i don't know where the paramount shows are shot
1: oh i wouldn't be surprised if that's atlanta Paramount
0: shooting location
1: star trek filming shows oh here we go star trek tv show filming locations i just googled it um hollywood reservoir hunting so, so it's california
0: Hey, I'm I, I'm am right here. I'm from oh, wait, there. I'm also... from there and I'm right here.
1: By the way, these also might be like the original Star Trek shows. what, what what's currently is it what what's the current uh, Discovery? Star
0: Trek? Well there's Star Discovery, Trek. there's Picard, and there's uh Yeah. Oh, there's lower decks, but that's um Animated. That's CBS. Yeah, and that's animated.
1: Which would be more fun, honestly, but you're not gonna be an extra in that.
0: Yeah, I don't think they could use my voice. They couldn't find any any way to use my voice.
1: Star Trek Discovery is filmed in Toronto and Hamilton.
0: Interesting.
1: So, yeah, Ontario.
0: I've been to Toronto. Toronto's Mm -hmm. legit.
1: So Canada is closer to Star Trek than we are.
0: Well, what's interesting is I wouldn't want to do anything outside of Star Trek. Like, I wouldn't want to be involved in acting outside of Star Trek. But if it was Star Trek, I would learn lines. I would die on camera. Like, you know, that's a bucket list item.
1: So you, you don't even necessarily... You're open to be an extra, but you would love to be a featured extra with a live
0: on yeah, Star Trek. I would love to go from an extra to a main character. That's the dream. Like, call uh, calm Meanie. Uh, Who who, who could you
1: see yourself as in in Star Trek Next Generation? Which character do you think you could have been cast as?
0: Oh, I could have been Geordi. I mean, he is uh, one of the greatest actors of all time, right? Um, uh, What's his name? I can't remember his name now. Uh, LeVar Burton. But it's like, I feel like I could have played Geordi. Because to me, LeVar Burton is so much more skilled than that role required as him as an actor. He wasn't required to do anything that was you know and he played that character well he humanized the character you know you related to him but I felt like I could play that character and then Riker I felt like I could play Riker um you know
1: who you could have been perfect for who Q Hugh.
0: Hugh. yeah you would
1: have been a great embodiment of Q
0: oh Q I thought you said Q well Hugh was great too uh Q yeah I don't know Q has a level of uh playfulness and humor I don't know if I have
1: you're right.
0: I'm Q. Yeah, you're more of the Q type. But Hugh, the Borg uh drone from the next generation, I thought that was a great character as well. But I don't know if I could have played him.
1: What if you walk in and there's like your data?
0: <laughs> I would try to play the role the best of my ability. I don't think I'd be good at it.
1: You like if you get a data? Okay. Nah. Interesting.
0: He's, he's uh that type of mechanical type speaking and dead emotion it's like i just you'd have you'd have you're a different type um who's the guy who played data I
1: can't who remember. are you casting for what roles in uh in, in a low technology to star trek cast
0: uh, well uh aside from let's say you know crusher and troy um and Wesley, I'd probably go sci-fi as Geordi. Uh Sci-fi as Jordy, um, Pitus as Riker, um, Soundwave as Chief O'Brien, myself as Worf. And uh, yeah, I guess there's no no Captain Picard. I mean, I Is guess I Picard? could be Captain Picard. I could be Captain Picard, but I, I'd rather be Worf. I think the casting of us, the comparison of us to Ninja Turtles, are a little bit more accurate.
1: <laughs> who, who are you guys as the Ninja Turtles?
0: Well, as much as I want to be Donatello, I'm not. So the conversation begins and ends with that. So I'm you're not RFIL
1: Donatello. either. Yeah,
0: no, uh, we. If, uh, Pitus would be Raph. It would be Pythos would be Raph. and and because sci-fi is the Donatello I wish I could be technologically and then he became Donatello. And then Mikey is obviously Soundwave. And then I had to learn swordplay and become Leonardo. But I feel like I'm more master splinter these days. I can see that. Yeah. But I was just talking about uh, Ninja Turtles on the stream on my uh, Instagram stream earlier this morning. It's kind of cool. People seem to like the Donatello collection.
1: I'm that dork that was really into Harry Potter. That was my big fandom.
0: Who wrote Harry Potter?
1: J.K. Rowling.
0: J.K. Rowling, okay.
1: Yeah, she's, she's she made a little bit of money.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? That's how, That's got to be one of the most valuable franchises in the world, right?
1: Got to be. Um, when you take everything into account, including Harry Potter World at Universal Studio and that being seven of the highest or eight of the highest grossing films of all time as well. Um, wow. and just the, the re-releases of the book, the illustrated editions of the book. I mean, that's some of the most, uh, now obviously the, uh, the prequel movies coming out, the mobile games, the, um, actually the, the, the console games that came out with when the books were still coming out and the movies were still coming out. And then the, um, the upcoming mass RPG game that's coming out 2022 for it. Oh wow! It's, I yeah, heard about it, that. I heard about that. I heard about that. I heard that it looks, looks really sick. good.
0: Yeah, that looks really good.
1: Yeah. So the, uh, between uh, like with all of that in mind, yeah, that's got to be one of, if not the most valuable intellectual property in existence right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were you a uh, were you a Lord of
1: the Rings fan as well? I mean, I, I've read the books and I've seen the movies, so I'm I'm a fan. I wouldn't call my I wouldn't like call myself a diehard fan or, or a part of the fandom. In fact, I only read the books like a few years ago for the first time. Never read them again? Not yet. I, I probably will. I, I reread Harry Potter more just because that's sort of my go-to when I'm stressed out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, everyone told me to try to read or not try to, but everyone told me to read the um, Game do of Thrones Do or do books. not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Game of Thrones books. And I, I tried to read those. And I was Oof, like, nope. Those are tough. Nope i'm good i couldn't get into those either no thank you i tried i tried like the first whatever book of song of ice and fire whatever it's called i'm good that was i'd rather just read some good comics
1: i mean there's there's a lot of books that i can just jump into with ease that that was not one of them Mm. um i mean my one of my all-time favorite series is hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy which some people consider to be a little too dry humor for their taste
0: if it wasn't for that movie i'd probably like that a little bit more than i do that movie was terrible though yeah but it was a great cast (laughs) great cast terrible script terrible (laughs) Terrible. execution of the of the actual filming of that movie it was awful i couldn't believe how bad it was i thought it was supposed to be so much better than that
1: i i I would give the books a try the books are super short too so that helps are they and they're right yeah they're
0: Writer's hilarious. Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. Passed, yeah. passed away a little while ago. Yeah. I might check it out. Um, What are you reading right now?
1: Uh, I'm reading Stillness is Key right now. Um, I read a collection of essays by Alan Watts uh, when I turned 30 to okay. sort of like welcome in the new decade. And I started lifting weights hard again because 30 is 30's, 30's going to be my best decade. Yeah, it better well, be. No, hopefully. it's going to be my best decade until
0: 40 and then it's gonna be yeah, that 40 is
1: gonna be my i'm best turning decade. 40
0: and i'm trying to make this my best decade so
1: you know what i found really worked with 30 which i liked a lot i started calling myself 30 when i turned 28 so just like every year like i had two years of
0: practice being 30 yeah i've been doing that with 40 i've been calling myself 40 ever since i turned 39 so i might just start calling myself 150 until i turn 150 to just you
1: guarantee are, i make it that far
0: you just identify with 150
1: yeah I'm. i'm trans age
0: yeah that's not bad. Not yeah, bad right at now. All. Not right now. I'm reading. Well, I'm I still reading the uh, the uh, autobiography of a yogi. But then I also started reading the uh, this Trump Art of the Comeback book that he wrote years and years ago and shit. And it's crazy how many pictures you see in them in there with like Hillary Clinton and all these people that he supposedly went to war with and despised and people who hated him. And they're all in that book just smiling with him and shit. And I'm just like wow if those people would have could have peeked into the future and seen the way politics are today they would have been like wow i think they would have been shocked well it's just it's,
1: it's a group of people who all want to control the world so of course they're going to end up hating each other that's not a toy you can share what a great point wow i think we should end on that Oh, I was gonna go through my the books I'm reading real quick. Oh yeah, go ahead. So I, I did that Alan Watts essay. So I basically I took I passed my series seven. Um, Congratulations. Need take one more Need need to take one more, essay, yeah, need to take one more uh, exam before I'm fully registered. Um, and but until then I think I have at least three months until I have to take it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to read. So I have stillness is key is mm-hmm. the key by Ryan Holiday. The Power of Habit, which I was recommended because I loved the book Atomic Habits, which I recommend everyone reads. Mm. Uh, the Philosophy book, which is just a, a cursory glance at different philosophies around the world. Plato's Republic, The book by Alan Watts, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. Everything is fucked by Mark Manson because I read the subtle I read the subtle art not giving a fuck on my thirtieth birthday. I read it all the way through. That, that was a birthday present to myself. I read that. Uh, 10% Happier and uh, Tao Te Ching, or Tao Te Ching. The I'm not gonna, the, the, the Book of Taoism by mm. uh, Tao Te Ching by, by uh, Lao Tzu.
0: Okay. And you're reading all this at the same time?
1: I'm reading them all over the course of 14 days.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I can only read about one or two books at, at one time. I'm so narrow-minded in that way. I'm just always
1: reading something because I have um, I have like a paperback book on me, an audio book on me, and a, and an e book on me at all times. And I usually actually well, tr- I don't always have a paperback on me. I'm I'm just constantly reading on my phone. Um, people would always say, "Don't look at your phone all the time," because they assume you're on social media. But I'm doing that and just reading.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to up my uh, my um, audio book game. I need to do that.
1: Oh, well, audiobooks are fantastic! In fact, I, I said it to you once before. I think, like, if you ever wanted to earn the side income with with uh, all these microphones you got, you can make mm-hmm. an ACX account and mm-hmm. uh, get into a book
0: narration. You think I can narrate books? I'm just kidding.
1: Absolutely, we had that narrate. We had that uh, narrator or audiobook reader. Yeah, what was that reader, dude's Anna? name?
0: That dude was awesome.
1: Yeah, he was I'm fucking st- awesome. I'm
0: still in his Discord. I can still go in there and listen to him like record live books and stuff like that. It's really crazy. I'm blanking
1: on his name because I'm stoned, <laughs> but I'll always know his name and be connected to his name because he he narrated my best-selling book, Lost in the Clouds.
0: Oh, that's right, that's right. Well, shoot, I mean, I can- I'm not reading that much, but I'm reading those two books and uh, hopefully, I think that I'll probably get bored with the Trump book. I'm about two paragraphs into that and I'm already getting bored but the yogi autobiography of a yogi is um is pretty good i'm
1: not surprised to that you're bored of the trump book just cause i can't see politicians writing entertaining books i mean i think the best political but he wasn't
0: book again you are... he he was pres-
1: re- oh yeah at the time no at the you're time right.
0: and this is, this book was written in like the either the early 90s or yeah, this book was written in the early '90s. This wasn't.
1: He's a reality TV star. Like, yeah, but even they, that they, is still better they than a politician. Have...
0: It's not like I'm reading John McCain's autobiography or like you know.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say he's a reality TV star. They don't have the best track record with books. Right. <laughs> like, have you read Snooki's book?
0: Oh no, I would never
1: read her book. Exactly.
0: No, I, I, think, I don't think anybody from the, is that the Jersey Shore is that road? Real. Yeah, that's Jersey Shore. Uh, it, I get them confused now because it's been so long. Remember when reality TV shows were just real world, the road rules, and then the Jersey Shore came out and it was like, I didn't watch it, but I knew what it was.
1: Yeah, that really changed the game for, because that was when they realized, holy shit, reality TV is the most popular form of television and by far the cheapest to make. We can just record people doing anything
0: yeah yeah and then they had the the reality tv age the explosion of just a bunch of those shows which
1: are still sort of in uh, i mean netflix and hulu have reality tv shows
0: yeah i don't i didn't think that people cared about them the way that they did i mean do people still watch survivor and like big brother and all that type of shit
1: no, but I don't think that's necessarily because of – I mean, they've just been around for a while, so that's tough to stay relevant for that long. The only successful one I can think of that's still around that's been around forever is Bachelor and Bachelorette. Oh, I got
0: one. Ultimate
1: Fighter. Yeah, but that, that just came back.
0: Oh, but it wasn't around for about 20 years?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a great show. I, I'm not knocking it at all, but it, it it got canceled briefly. Oh, okay. Okay or they just stopped recordings they were building the new facility but
0: last thing who you got dustin or connor this weekend uh,
1: i hope dustin
0: you hope dustin but what do you yeah do? i
1: i i have the tweet all prepared as well i want dustin to sleep him and then i'm going to tweet immediately looks like mystic mac is now predictable
0: mm Okay. Um, but you got, fa- cha- got that in the chamber huh
1: absolutely and i'll delete it if connor wins and deny i ever said this on podcast um yeah. but but i i hope dustin does it just it's a i mean maybe it's a louisiana thing maybe i just don't love connor i'm i'm
0: i don't really like either guy personally i think both of their personalities are a bit you know prickly if you will but uh as far as stylistically i'd like to see connor win because i think obviously he's the the not only the bigger draw but i'd like to see him back in t- t- contention i think it's good for the sport uh but if he loses he should retire
1: oh see this is what's going to happen he's going to lose and jake paul is somehow going to beat woodley in boxing and then jake paul is going to fight conor mcgregor
0: you know i could see that happening
1: i'm mystic rk
0: yeah i could see that happening <laughs> i could totally see that happening um well when we come back i'm sure we'll be talking about the the results of either connor getting slept on or dustin getting worked on because yeah,
1: spoiler i'm just gonna say i called it no matter what happens yeah i fucking called it <laughs> all
0: right guys we'll see you next time oh, oh. peace